This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Deuce and mo, deuce and mo, deuce and mo. They tell you what they know. Deuce and mo, deuce and mo, deuce and mo. The podcast that you know. Hey, welcome into the Deuce and Mo podcast. Recording this on a Sunday night after the Kings just wrapped up. Her final game at Gold One Center for a while. Aww. What's looming a six-game road trip, but we have plenty to talk about before we look ahead to that road trip because the Kings, on the second night of a back-to-back and in front of the home crowd, got it going again. It wasn't pretty, but they finished the job. They beat the Bulls 110-101. Sabonis with his first triple-double of his Kings career. The Kings have won 10 of 13. They are 13-9 on the season. I'm Deuce Mason. That's Morgan Reagan. How you doing, Mo? I'm great now that we're talking some Kings basketball and that we're talking winning Kings basketball. Man. This is fun. It, it, that's Okay, let's start with this. Be, because I know we have so many good things that we can talk about, but I think one of the best things is to go, hey, you know, they won this one, but it wasn't the prettiest. Yeah. Another back-to-back. Is, was this their third of the season? I don't know why you ask me this stuff. Okay. I don't know. Pretty sure it was like, I don't know. Let's just say whatever. They've only had a couple back-to-backs. But in a couple of their other back-to-backs, Hawks, Warriors, heavy legs, fatigue, didn't shoot well. Things they they couldn't rally back, right? I mean, obviously that one against the Warriors came down to the wire, but still, there's just things where they weren't rallying back and pulling out the W. Tonight, it was like they still saw adversity. They still had their ish their issues, you know, with the sloppiness and other things that yeah. were going on on the court. But they knew how to make up for that and still pull out the W. And I this just feels so damn good, even winning like that. Tonight, they had 19 turnovers. Fortunately for them, it only turned into 14 points. But I think one of the bigger stories in this one, again, is they're really stringing together some nice defensive performances. And it's encouraging. They're taking a Bulls team that was on the final game of a six-game road trip. I'm sure they're eager to get home. And we've chronicled some of the Bulls' issues. Like, there are definitely issues with the squad. They're underachieving, especially when you compare... To what they did at the start of last year. No Lonzo Ball. Levine's been in a funk. He got out of that funk tonight. But everyone else is not really shooting the ball too well. Levine finishes with 41 points in the game. But clearly it wasn't enough. It was a balanced attack from the Sacramento Kings. And it was a very weird start. Because the Kings first 
nine shots were from three. Whew. 11 of their first 12 shots were from three. And the Bulls took an 18-11 lead. Mike Brown calls a timeout, talks things over, and you're you're getting a little bit concerned because it felt like a heavy reliance on the three. And I don't mind the Kings taking a ton of threes. They end up taking 43 in the night, but they had 30 of those in the first half. They were getting some good looks. They weren't making them, but I felt like then all of a sudden they were relying on it instead of attacking. Well, you talk about the reliance, but not only were they just relying on it, settling for it, it's tough after a back-to-back, right? To find that extra explosiveness, to uh, get in the paint, or whether it's the mental fatigue, whether it's the physical fatigue. But I also feel like the Bulls were doing a great job at first, last game of their road trip, really trying to keep the Kings out of the paint as well. Uh, Got to give a little bit of credit to them at first as well. And I think it ended up being Keegan Murray that ended up making the first field goal of the game. And it was it was just like a quick little pump fake, and he drove in, had that easy two, wherever that was. It was early on in the game. But it was still, it was great to see them when they started to get things going again. And they were like, oh, yeah, we got to get more paint touches. Oh, yeah, these little sloppy passes that we're making, they're not going to fly the rest of this game. No, and they got away with some tonight. You know, the Bulls didn't make them pay. But at the same time, the Kings defense stepped up tonight. And I thought that really started from the get-go. I thought Keegan had some nice defensive plays again tonight. Keegan's really starting to build on it. All of a sudden, you're seeing this rookie who's been in a funk, had that nice game yesterday yesterday in the Los Angeles against the Clippers where he finally found some rhythm with a shot tonight has 11 points but he made some plays defensively one of my favorite plays of the night is when DeRozan the Kings turned it over DeRozan attacking Keegan Murray with the block shot leads to a bucket on the other end and it was such a tremendous defensive play by Keegan Murray that was super encouraging but it started in the second quarter the Kings forced three turnovers at the beginning of the second mm. quarter and got it going. And again, who are we talking about? We're talking about Malik Monk. This guy has been so important for this team. One of their most important players. You know, you talk about second half back-to-back. Maybe the energy's not there. Okay, a little bit of a sluggish start. So you go to your bench guy. Malik Monk comes in. It's like, okay. I'm going to make things happen. And he made things happen right away. He was wreaking havoc out there. He was. And it wasn't just with his scoring. Obviously, you saw what he was doing defensively, just being super active, super energetic. But then scoring was going well for him, but also finding the open man. He ended the game with five assists, but he had that one, I believe it was earlier on. I forget when it was, but it was, they were in transition and he sees De'Aaron flaring out on the left. And he has that wraparound pass, like, around the defender, but it goes back to the three-point line to De'Aaron for a three-point shot. And it was just this sexy, necessary pass that actually worked out. And it was so dead on. And I just appreciate not only him executing basketball at a high level, but he's doing it at a fun level, too. I mean, you mentioned that one. That wasn't... Even my favorite one, and that was a really nice one. It was a no-look feed he oh. had to Chemeze Metsu. Yep. That was awesome. Here's how that sounded, Morgan, with G-Man on the call. You want that? Kings have Monk from Fox. Drives in the paint. No-look pass inside to Metsu, and Chemeze gets the dunk. You won't find a better assist than the one we just witnessed right there from Malik Monk to Chemeze Metsu. 
That was pretty sweet. It was. But that's the energy he's provided. And the fact that you can go to your bench and consistently expect some sort of juice from Malik Monk, it's been great. He had 20 points in this game, and he was very active for Sacramento. Mm. I'm looking at the other numbers, too. You mentioned the five assists. He was credited with two steals. At one point, they said he had four, but they adjusted that at halftime. He was great, and he, you know... There was a couple of plays in the second half in that third quarter stint that weren't great. That was their worst quarter by far. Yeah. But they fought through it. And this is what I really enjoy about this team, that even when other guys are struggling, for example, Darren Fox in a little bit of a funk. Okay. Are you going to still find a way to impact? You do. Kevin Herter cannot make a three right now to save his life. Kevin Herter was one of 11 from three, five of 18 overall uh, shooting. But he's still finding a way to make plays and mm-hmm. impact the game. Will Z, our guy, sent us over a stat. His three-point shooting slump is now 4 of 31 over the last five Ooh. games. But over that five-game stretch, that same five-game stretch, he's shooting 66% on two-point field goals. Hell yeah. So he's getting it going in the mid-range. He's like, okay, I'm not just going to live out there. I can make other things happen. Let me get it going inside a bit. And not only is he making some of those field goals, he's also moving so much, you guys, that it's setting the tone on what they really want to create on the offensive end. Uh, Whether it's guys having to chase around a screen or a dribble handoff from Sabonis, even if Sabonis isn't getting it to him in that two-man game, it's still creating so many other guys to have to put their head on a swivel, be in help, and make sure that Kevin Herter isn't going to be able to move throughout the paint. So is that skip pass open? And it's... It's just his movement alone has become a threat on the court. And that's what I love to see from him as well. I also just like seeing a team win in a variety of ways. I think there's some concern from people out there like, oh, does this team have to score like 120, 130 every night to win games? Well, the last couple of games against an undermanned Clippers team, they didn't have to. They held them under 100 points today against a Bulls team that does have firepower, even though they're off to a... 9-14 9-14 and 14 start now, they hold them to 101 points. And that's why you start looking at the overall numbers. And through this stretch where the Kings are 13-9 and nine in the season, the numbers are jumping up. They're fourth in offensive rating in the NBA. And now after tonight, their defensive rating has jumped up to 16th in the NBA. You're seeing it come together. I was talking to Mike Brown before the game, and I asked him that about Sabonis because I'm like, you know, we talk so much about Sabonis' offensive capabilities and yeah. what he does. And another awesome game for him mm-hmm. tonight. Like the Triple guy was, double. The guy was getting so much attention, wasn't panicked. He maybe wasn't scoring a ton, but he was impacting the game early with rebounding, dimes, all that. Yeah. But when I was asking Mike Brown, I'm like, what about him defensively? And I know the rebounds is his thing, but what has he brought to you guys defensively? And he told me, Demonis Sabonis has been a beast for us defensively. He highlighted a few things. He talked about how he's the quarterback of their defense. And if you watch him, and I challenge all you guys, just watch, take a, a five you know, possession stretch of just watching Sabonis yeah. back and forth on both ends. Just watch how he communicates. He is the quarterback. He aside his constant communication. He said, the other thing is, he is playing physical. He's like, some of these fouls, eh, he didn't want to get into that too much. But yeah. he's like, I want him to keep playing this physical because he sets the tone with the physicality. And then he said, 
the guy's also been really good in pick and roll coverage after a slow start. So he's highlighting all these things about Sabonis, and it's so true. We talk so much about what he does offensively for this team, but he's doing it on both ends. Sabonis is playing like an all-star right now, I, and it's like, that shouldn't be a surprise. The guy's made two all-star teams. Give the guy some love. I just love that everything that Mike Brown told you has literally been what word for word what we've been saying about his game lately. Well, and I mean, look, Morgan, when you're the basketball no, mind. And see, and I don't want that. I don't want to hear that. Especially in that jacket. Ew, you look so I, I got to ask you, you know, think about this just for a quick second. Okay, yeah, yeah. Before we get back yeah, yeah. to this. There's going to be someone, maybe a Kings fan, uh-huh. maybe some NBA fan watching us for the first time yeah. going, uh, is this this guy's gimmick? Yeah. You know, like like get, the Kings win in this weird douchey dude puts on some oh, that's light a, up that's jacket. That's a cool, cool gimmick, bro. <laughs> it's like Burt Kreischer has no shirt on. Yeah. Kind of like, is this? It, that, I mean, if you want to take it off at some point, it's encouraged, but you don't have to. You can you can feel confident in any any way possible, okay? <laughs> I'm leaving it on for a All bit. All right. Well, then going okay. back to Sabonis. <gasps> I do. That's where I'm going, Morgan. Oh, I want to That's go. where I'm going. Sabonis tonight took four shots. That's insane, right? Yeah. Four shots. He finished with 11 points, 17 rebounds, 10 assists in this game. Six of six from the line, including a couple of big ones late. What jumped out to you about him and, and the, the defense? Too? Yeah. Well, going back to his defense, because that's what I kind of wanted to finish, was just him being an anchor in the middle and the way that he is communicating and how it's, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think, I think so many people do expect their big in this, in today's NBA to be, hey, you got to be a rim protector. You got to be a shot blocker, but you really can be so much more. And it's not only on the offensive end and being able to extend the floor. Oh, which by the way, this guy is knocking down some threes. What is happening? (laughs) His last 11 games, Morgan, he is 10 of 16 from three. He's okay. So Deuce, he's doing it obviously all of it except the rim protecting and the shot blocking but this is what he's doing instead he's being elite in his verticality he's being elite in his physicality he's being elite with his communication all those things are so important and he's doing it on such a high level which is one of the main reasons why we're talking about the king's defense tonight being uh 16th in the league right now I want to push back on one thing you said because so many times we talk about protecting the rim and we just automatically think blocking of shots. Contesting. Uh, He had an amazing contest in this game on Levine. Levine's driving. This guy stayed vertical and forced Levine into a tough shot. Levine hit some tough shots tonight. But when he's driving, the, the Bulls are trying to make a run in the fourth quarter. He came up with a big defensive play. And... I think sometimes that gets lost, and he's gotten this reputation of not being a good yeah. defensive player. I'm telling you, pay attention. This guy is playing at an elite level right now, and for him to still have an impact, despite the fact that he he only shot it four times, yeah, was great. Yeah, I mean, even late in the game, there was a play he wanted the ball, got it. Three guys crashed around him, and they were all over him, and he was just so patient with the ball. He's, like, jabbing the ball up in the air, and then he fell on his back. It was actually a tough ball. He goes to the line, knocks down two free throws. He has a toughness about him. He has changed the personality of this team. If you look at how the Kings play, and we give credit to Brown for this motion offense, but the whole motion offense works because of that guy. Can can I ask you a question then? Because I am curious about this, and I don't know. I could be wrong. Are are national people 
talking, you know how people, especially national media, were talking about Tyrese Halliburton and the impact he was making with the Pacers, and he has been. Obviously, they've lost a couple now, whatever, but Tyrese is still playing at a very high level, and then everyone has to talk about the trade and then shit on the Kings. Yeah. But with Sabonis, I feel like his impact on the floor in doing it consistently hasn't really been talked about, and, and, and there hasn't been a light shined on it a lot in their winning. I don't know. It's just something I've noticed. And is it because it's a big in this league? What is it? Something like that? It's for some, it's not sexy. Okay. That's, I don't know. I think I that's mean, what it is. But for me, and I think for a lot of basketball fans, and yes. then especially fans in Sacramento that love the passing, right? The skill level, you appreciate this guy yeah. and you see it, you understand why this is working and why the Kings have the identity that they do another game with 30 assists and Sabonis is averaging like six plus assists a game the guy has been incredible with his passing and it's it's everything he's been the total package this year and I gotta be honest I think the thing I'm most impressed with is the defense by him I'm, I'm with you I'm not surprised when he gets he has a big rebounding night I'm not surprised when he's dropping dimes or scoring but when I saw their game plan for how they were gonna you defend the pick and roll I uh -huh. was like Sabonis is gonna hedge that hard on the pick and roll and be able to recover I was nervous about it he has handled it perfectly. I, I think it's it's one of the one of the better stories, especially for the Kings. I agree. I think the fact that he's capable of hedging and moving his feet and laterally the way that he is is fantastic. But then also we saw when they make those adjustments depending on the matchup and he's back in the drop coverage, he understands exactly where he needs to be. It's not like it's just but he's, he's also getting guys in position. That's too. what I'm saying. Yeah. He's just understanding so many things at a high level on the offensive end, on the defensive end, and again, hitting his threes right now, which has just been so fun to see, especially when those are left open. So we gave Sabonis some much needed love. I thought Barnes was really good again tonight. 17 points for him. He had six rebounds on six of 10 shooting. He was three of six from downtown, which was really an encouraging sign because he is still trying to get out of that funk from three-point land. HB has been really solid for this team. And tonight, it was a really balanced attack, right? It's You only had one 20-point score, and that guy was not in your starting lineup. That was Malik Monk, who came off the bench with 20 points, and he did it in like 24 minutes. You know, Fox, mm. 5 of 14, 2 of 7, 16 points, 7 assists, or 7 rebounds, 4 assists. He still doesn't look like he's totally right. It looked a little better at times yeah. today. And he's getting frustrated by things, and I don't blame him. He got another technical tonight. Uh -huh. <laughs> What's it going to take for him to get a call? Is this why he's getting technicals at this point? It's like, hey, I got to send a message. Because it, it's, as DeMarcus would say, it's getting ridiculous. Uh, it's for, for uh, De'Aaron right now, I, I think it's not only frustration with not getting a call, but you, you can tell he's probably a little frustrated with whatever's going on. I would say, oh, he's frustrated with his game, but... This game that he is playing in these last five games now um, just doesn't, it doesn't match up. It's like, no, it's it's what we saw in the beginning of the season wasn't a fluke. It's not like he's just playing bad now. He's playing completely 
different and it looks different physically and not physically to the point where it's like, oh, it's obvious he's limping, he's grimacing, he's doing all these things physically to the point where we know what he's capable with his athleticism, his explosiveness, and you're just not seeing it on both ends of the floor right now, even you think about a few of those games in the beginning of the season, his deflections, the way that he was in the the passing lanes, and not to say that his defense went back to what it. No, used I to think be his defense actually been one of the bright spots over the stretch. Sure, right? sure, it's been still like one of the better things, but still not even what it was. And I think that's because of I his, disagree with that. Okay. I think I think because seen... of his physical capabilities have like actually. I think he's just less aggressive looking for his. Hmm. I, I mean, he's had great defensive plays the last I, three games. I'm not, I'm not acting like he hasn't, but I'm just saying altogether on both ends of the floor as an, for an entire basketball game, his physical body looks different. The way that he is running out there, the way that he is moving, the way that he is doing things. That's fair. I just, I'm, I still think he's having an impact is my point. That's, I, I, I still he's, think having, he's, he's still having an impact in tonight's game, even with his 14 or 16 points. You know, he's still making an impact. It's right. just not at that all-star level that we were seeing before these last five games. Uh, and with Kevin Herter, we mentioned the fact that he had 12 points, 5 of 18 shooting, 1 of 11 from 3. Is this just a guy missing shots? I mean, he started so hot. But now this five-game stretch, really since that Boston game, he has not been able to knock down a shot. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what it is for him because you still see him moving the same, right? Moving without the basketball the same, taking some of the same shots. Um, I get it. Shots just sometimes are not going to fall, but they're falling inside the arc. Yeah, and, and that's, so that's good. I think that's the best part about it is he's not letting that impact the rest of his game. He's finding right. ways to contribute. It's like, okay, it's not rolling from the outside. I'm still going to shoot it because I have the belief I can knock it down, but I'm also going to make sure I'm taking some mid-range looks and trying to attack a bit more. So that's uh, another good thing. Uh, Keegan Murray tonight. I mentioned that block earlier. Here's how that sounded. Simone tried to hook a pass, anticipated, and turned over. Here comes DeRozan. Run to the rim. Swatted away by Keegan Murray. Grabbed by the Kings. Three on two push. Right wing feed. Mezzi met two with a two-hand flush. Lead back to four at 88-84. I think Keegan is getting out of this funk. And he's starting to knock down shots. He had a really nice take tonight, right? He got the ball in the corner, attacked. He looked like he wanted to maybe dunk it, but he read it perfectly, went up and uh, rolled it in. It was a great take. And tonight he plays twenty, just under 24 minutes. He had 11 points. He had four rebounds on four of seven. He hit three of five from downtown. What did you like about Keegan Murray's game tonight? He's just looking smooth, confident. Uh, and when I mentioned the word smooth, I feel like that was one of the terms we used to define his game right in the beginning mm. of the season or preseason in summer league, right? Just NBA ready, smooth. And he's finding that again. Uh, he's not looking indecisive and he doesn't look like a rookie, which is always great. And then you talk about some of those defensive plays and the impact that he makes in the paint and his verticality. Uh, that you know that bell that is in the practice gym yeah. or was or like they try to have it there might have fallen down no, it's still there it's still there so that bell they had it for a few things and one of the things i remember jay was talking about it was for staying vertical at the rim and i always remember being like yeah like 
that's of course what you want to do. You see the discipline of their verticality mm. on every single, I'm talking Harrison Barnes. I'm talking Sabonis, yes. And then Keegan Murray. And I think because maybe he's young, he cares, he listens. It's every single time you are not seeing his arms come down. Chemezi Metsu as well. They, that's a yeah. great point. I mean, that's where we go back to, would it be nice for the Kings to have some like elite shot blocker on this team? Yes, but they don't. So you can complain about it and you can make excuses or you can find ways to encourage rim protection without blocking shots and playing the right way, rotating well. One of my favorite plays tonight was late in the game. DeRozan had the ball, and they threw a double team at him. And I'm telling you, in previous years, when you see them throw a double team at a player to get the ball out of his hands, you get a little worried because there's no communication that leads to an open three. The Kings rotated so well on the play. And it, it, to me, it was a sign that this team is really starting to vibe on the court, especially defensively. Mm -hmm. It ended up leading to Caruso taking a tough mid-range shot that he missed. That's, that's what you want to do. What you're trying to accomplish on this play was get the ball out of DeRozan's hands, but you didn't want to give up an open three. You wanted to make someone else shoot the ball. They made Caruso shoot it, and it wasn't a clean look. He missed the shot. Those are the things that show me the discipline, the, the stuff that they're working on in practice. The reason they're ringing the bell uh -huh. is because you see the right things happening, and it takes time to build that throughout a season, totally. especially with a new group. But this is what we wanted to see. Is like, could Mike Brown take this Kings team that may not have household names defensively and make them – a competitive defensive yes. team. Get them to be average in the league. If you have a 16th rated defense throughout the year and a near top offense in the league, you are 100% making the playoffs. Yep. So I'm just, I'm really, really encouraged by what I'm seeing on that end. And that's, that's been such a bright spot. There were times that throughout these years of talking about Kings basketball that you know, I always believed that there was a coach like Mike Brown out there that could, you know, you can, you can work with what you have. It depends on, it depends on your management style, your philosophy, like what, how you are utilizing the pieces that you do have. And then I started going in the other direction going, oh God, maybe in this league, you do need a whole bunch of all-stars if you want to take a leap, or maybe you do need um, a whole bunch of players that you can develop into these all-stars, whatever. What I'm seeing is exactly what I wish I'd kept my mind to from the beginning. And that was you truly, if you have basketball minded people that are running things that understand the game at such a high different level, not only the game, personalities, athletes, everyone that they're working with, they, Mike Brown and his coaching staff just know how to do everything right. And that's why you're seeing this much improvement in this little amount of time. I wasn't expecting this style of basketball 20 games in. I was hoping for it, but I wasn't expecting it. And it's, it's so fun to watch. And I know all the guys, you can just tell they're having fun as well. I put a poll question in the chat. Appreciate everyone watching us live right now on a Sunday night. Are the Kings a good team? Here are the options. Yes, this isn't a fluke. I think so. And then let's talk after the road trip. 
74% of people said, yes, this is a good team. It's not a fluke. 16% said, I think so. And then 10% say, let's talk after the road trip. Oh. So Kings fans are obviously feeling pretty good. Uh, how about Malik Monk? Uh, after the game, he was on NBC Sports California, and uh, he feels pretty confident about what he is seeing from this squad. We legit, man. We legit. Because Mike going to push us so hard that we cannot be legit, man. So it just... It's a lot of stuff to go into it, man. We're a young team, and a, a, a lot of guys that need to get to the playoffs, man. A lot of us haven't been there yet, and we all want the same goal. So, I, yeah, we there, man. Oh, well, I, so I'm sorry. I got to play that one more time. Mm-hmm. Did you hear Malik Monk? We legit, man. We legit. Because Mike going to push us so hard that we cannot be legit, man. So, it just... It's a lot of stuff to go into it, man. We're a young team, and I, a, a lot of guys that need to get to the playoffs, man. A lot of us haven't been there yet, and we all want the same goal. So, I, yeah, we there, man. We're legit. Mike Brown's going to push us there. You guys, it's so a player buy-in, players playing with joy. It's all just, it's such a beautiful thing. Yeah. It really is. One thing I like to remind people of about Malik Monk. What do you like to remind them? This guy's 24 years old. Sure is. And he's getting better and better. Mike Brown was mentioning him as a six-man-of-the-year candidate, and it's like, yeah, I mean, we're quarter-way through the season. He absolutely is. And it's it's just so cool for a guy that was a lottery pick, didn't really have a great run in Charlotte, mm-hmm. had some personal issues to overcome. His final year was better. He goes to the Lakers last year and really kind of fit well there, yeah. but still wasn't able to play his game. And now this guy is coming off the bench, and it's it's magic. Like, the crowd pops for him. It reminds me a lot of when Bobby Jackson would, mm. co- would come into the games in the early 2000s. It's like, yeah, we're going to our bench. There's no drop-off because we got Monk coming in. It was just like when Bobby Jackson was coming into the games. It was instant energy. You knew that something was going to happen. It was going to be a play. It was going to be a strong drive to the basket. It was going to be uh, a defensive play, a setup. What about tonight, that dunk he had? That oh, with double the double, pump? yes. Oh, oh my, my God. God. In transition, when he stayed up in the air, had the double pump to finish it with a nasty dunk, I, it just made me, it made me look at him like, wow, you are truly one of those players that knows the game at a high level, but also knows how to play the game at such a fun level. And I think that's so very important, you guys, because whenever we're talking about this, I know these guys get paid millions of dollars. This is a business. This is a job. These guys are playing basketball. We're talking basketball. You're watching basketball. We're all, as a community, enjoying basketball. It's supposed to be fun. And he shows that through his game that it is exactly just that. Here's that play I was talking about. This is definitely a tide-turning moment in this ballgame if Chicago scores. Monk knocks the ball away. It's grabbed by Davion Mitchell. Leads it back to Monk. He goes up and under, and he spikes it. Oh, my, what an athletic move that time by Malik Monk. That was eye-popping. That was jaw-dropping. Malik Monk getting a standing ovation from a number of Kings fans. After the breakaway, brought it down to his waist, then ripped it back up and thundered it home. Wow. Wow to you, G-Man. 
That was an interesting moment. It was 77-70 at that time. The Bulls could score and cut it to maybe three. Mm-hmm. Monk with the steal, the jam. And that was a big-time moment. Yeah. and uh, Yeah. It just another another swing play that was like, okay, no, sealed it. This is actually the real team. I, I even texted Deuce at one point when I was just feeling worried. And I was like, this... This could be their worst loss of the season. Uh, yeah, and, and what what I say to you? What was like, my response? Pipe from? down or nope. shut up? No. What'd you say? Bite your tongue. Oh, bite. <laughs> like along bite the same tongue. lines, right? Bite your tongue. Bite you know, your tongue. Now it's gonna take you take a while for people to adjust to this because I think instantly when there's any moment in a Kings game mm-hmm. of uh oh the team's making a run. Most fans, because this stretch, this last 16 years, go, okay, here comes the avalanche. Can I say where I went to, though? My brain went to back-to-back. Even though it was the end of the road trip for the Chicago Bulls, like, I haven't watched enough of the Bulls this season to be like, oh, I know exactly what they do when they face adversity. I know what kind of team they are. I know exactly what DeMar DeRozan can do late in a game, and obviously Zach Levine was going off. But the Kings are showing team basketball for them is just on a whole nother on a whole nother level as well we're getting some reaction to the jacket i'm wearing tonight and you know i was just trying to spice some things up after a king's win uh-huh. you know we got we had the lightsabers then other people are starting to do lightsabers out of nowhere the same ones we did that was weird, a weird. i mean are they gonna show up at ja- do you think some players would start wearing this jacket no, maybe show up after a game maybe no. after the game they put this on uh steve in the chat says steven says roadkill plus led lights equals deuces jacket okay <laughs> Okay. What kind of animal would <laughs> a polar bear? Yes. Did I run over a polar bear? Yes. Um, someone also mentioning uh, they were making fun of the jacket too. Someone else saying it looks like the I threw Christmas lights on the abdominal uh, snowman. Well, I mean, you did do that one time to do the. I did. I did. Here's a question. Do I keep the jacket on the rest of the show? You already know what I said. You said take it off. I encourage you to take it off. I let the people decide because I am a man of the people. That should be your next poll question. Should Deuce take off the jacket? TC says Deuce's jacket is fire. Bobby oh. says I like the jacket. Let's go. Oh. Let's go. Uh, if you're in the chat, the biggest thing you can do, hit the thumbs up button. Help us grow. We get to that thumbs up. Uh, it's right in front of you. If you're, if you're on your phone, you could oh, see yeah. it. It's not a thumbs up in the chat. It's like you click the like. It's a thumbs up. It's next to share, save, all that. Hit the thumbs up. Get to, to like 400. All it does is help our channel grow. And make sure to subscribe. We're closing in on 9,000 subs. Our chase is on for 10,000. Let's keep going. I mean, going. literally because of you guys, this channel keeps growing because you do yes. keep pushing that, because you do keep subscribing. So thank you so damn much. Also, overwhelmingly, people are saying keep the jacket. Wow. Well, I, every, I may just keep this for the season. I was going to return this Wear it boy. every day we win. That's my gimmick. Okay. Well, just wait till you see what I have in store. Do you have another thing? I have uh, some stuff. I told Deuce every <laughs> single win. I'm like, we should have something new that's purple, like a purple uh, light every single time. <laughs> Come on. We can find cheap stuff. Yeah. Okay. This one wasn't that cheap, unfortunately. Oh, really? Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Is the, it in the podcast, budge? I mean, it's a tax write-off, right? I mean, <laughs> I'm the one that has to go through it, so okay. We'll talk, okay. we'll, we'll, we'll talk to the people about it. Yeah. yeah we'll figure it Our out. Our CPA is going to be like, what is this? Um, What else did I want to get to tonight? I want to talk about Mike Brown. Uh, who do you think he mentioned as one of the key guys tonight, if you were to guess? He gave a lot of love, but one mm. of the key guys for him. I'm going to say Akpala. <laughs> 
such a random guess. Well, I was just trying to be and random. Casey had some fun moments. In this hey, game he had too. a great offensive moment in the beginning of the game. Oh that my, little that spin. Oh my god, oh my, uh, Casey, you had that in your bag. And he did a great job on Demar Derozan. Hey, Demar Derozan tonight, who has had some really nice outings this year. He had 18 points on six of 18 shooting. Uh, he didn't take a three, which is not totally surprising. Yeah. But six of 18, you'll take it. Here's uh, what, who Mike Brown gave love to after the game. Just, a, just a great win, and uh, you know, obviously led by uh, Domas. I mean, he, he's flirted with a triple double on a few occasions this year, and so to finally see him get over the hump was was man, it was fun. Uh, 17 boards. Whoa, he controlled the glass. He's been doing it all year for us. Um, 10 assists, 11 points. It's just a fantastic, fantastic, fantastic night by Domas um, on both ends of the floor. He was huge. And, you know, obviously uh, Malik uh, gave us a, a huge spark off the bench, especially when we got a little stagnant. So great, great team win. Uh, it was just a great way to grind out an ugly basketball and figure out how to get wins, uh, mostly by getting stops, especially down the stretch when it really mattered. Okay, two things. Yeah, I mean, totally makes sense that he would give them up to Domas the Morgan's just Casey. I just thought you were like, I thought you. You were thought it was saying, a trick thing. You yeah, thought yeah. it was going to be somewhat something from left field. I get it. Um, and let's talk about Domas more. But one more thing: Will you take a sip of your wine while wearing that jacket to the camera? Because it's actually hilarious. Like you just look hilarious. Well, turn down the lights a little bit. Okay. You know, maybe we can get some people to <laughs> screenshot this, tweet it out, so we can retweet it. You know. Hold on. All right, so you guys screenshot coming down in three. In the middle, hold up your wine. One. Enjoy it, baby. Enjoy it. So he mentioned Sabonis' defense there, and then someone in the chat was saying one of the best defensive plays, and I agree with this. Mr. NorCal says Murray had the defensive play of the game on DeRose in the fourth with that block shot. They absolutely made some big defensive plays. And it's been so long since we could cite like many defensive plays besides like Davion Mitchell last year. Yeah. So it, that was really encouraging. Also, another note of significance tonight. We mentioned this at the top. This is the Kings' best start to a season at 13-9 and since they started 15-7 and in the 2004-2005 season. Mike Brown, how does that feel? It's a testament to the guys in that locker room. You know, um, you know, I, I sound like a broken record, but they, they've worked hard. Uh, they, they're connected. They're trying to play for each other. And, you know, when you get that with a talented group and two all-stars and, and Fox and, and Domas uh, and a lot of guys that can step up, including, you know, uh, six-man uh, of the year and, and Malik Monk, you can get some, some nice wins, you know, and you can get them quick. So... Um, just a testament to the guys in the locker room. And also, I've said this before, but my staff, my staff's done a – man, they've done a phenomenal job. They're, they're working their tails off, and um, they, they've done a great job connecting with the guys too. So some love to everyone. Um, and the Kings deserve a lot of love. We mentioned what they were able to do defensively tonight. They also had 10 steals in this game as a team, Morgan, including – Two from De'Aaron Fox. They got three from Malik Monk, or is that no? Sorry, two from Malik Monk and three from Davion Mitchell, who again 
made some big defensive plays for the team. Dude, even Davion looks so much more confident on the offensive end. I feel more confident when he is taking an outside shot or when he does have, like, he's making the right decisions. He's not being a ball stopper. He's understanding, like, make a quick decision. And if he wasn't making that quick decision, if he didn't adjust that part of his game, he wouldn't be playing. It wouldn't matter if he's just achieving one thing on the defensive end. They want to see so much more. And that's why, too, even with Casey Paula, you're seeing that, hey, longer leash, longer leash. Like, don't make the wrong plays because yeah. it's still going there's going to be times where if you screw up an entire possession it could be that big swing play that really matters i think there's that one time when he tried throwing it up to chemezi metu uh for the lob and just for the alley-oop and it was just like not the right decision no. and that the kings had a lot of those tonight and mm-hmm. that was one of those plays you point to because you just had a good defensive spot right that was it yep. you're pushing in transition Make the right play. Mm-hmm. And you get caught up in it sometimes. And that that's just a lesson, right? It's a learning opportunity for KZ in that situation. It's like, got to make sure that's pinpoint here. Totally. I know you're at home, but the home crowd's going to love it if you score. Just score after a turnover. They're going to go crazy. Nuts. So that was, there was, yeah, there was a couple of plays like that. But yeah, ultimately, KZ, good for him. Since that Boston game, when he got that chance, he has been in the rotation. Trey Lyles has been back the last couple of games and has not played now. And then we yeah. should have even mentioned the fact that tonight, the Kings were without Terrence Davis. He was questionable with lower back soreness before the game. I was watching him on the floor before the game. He was working out, and then he sat down on the bench and kind of grimaced. Ooh. So I think you know his back is sore a little bit. The good news for him and the Kings and for De'Aaron Fox, maybe some of these guys that are nicked up, they are off until Wednesday. Early game, they're all back home now. Get ready to uh, go across the country because they're not home until December 19th when they take on the Hornets. Bye. See you never. That's a long time. It's a long time. But you know what? I'm really glad that they're starting this road trip with the Bucks. Why? I, why are you glad they're starting the road trip with the Bucks? Why would you want that? I, I mean, sure, if it was the second game, like maybe it would be even a little bit better of the road trip, but I'm glad that it's not the last. I'm glad that it's not when their legs and are going to be tired and they're going to be a little bit more tired from adjusting to the hours. It's like, no, right away, you just you got to play the Bucks. Excited. First game of the road trip. Let's go. The Bucks, man. Let the crisp hey, air hit you as you walk into the arena. The Lakers just beat the Bucks. There you go. Ah, I mean, if you the Lakers could beat them, the Kings could beat them. No, it's just such a tough matchup. And I think that's kind of the next thing we should do, Morgan, is look ahead at the Kings road trip. Unless Ooh. you have anything else to add from this game. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I wanted to add. Look, uh, one thing I'd mentioned, the Kings weren't like shooting 50% tonight. They shot 46%, 30% from three. They had 19 turnovers. You don't want a 19 turnover game, especially self-inflicted mm-hmm. things that they were doing tonight, as we just mentioned with KZ, and there's other plays to point to as well. Um, even Davion Mitchell on that inbound, when he had the inbound, oh. it was almost a five-second. He yeah. threw it. It's like, what, what, what happened? Yeah. The, the good teams will really make you pay for those mistakes. I mean, you turn the ball over against the Bucks. Giannis is dunking on everybody. My last thing yeah. with what I started with, in the beginning of this podcast to right now is that I love the way that they are making their adjustments and responding and showing that they're improving in their back-to-backs because back-to-backs, we've seen some losses. 
you're seeing a win tonight. You're not seeing that mental fatigue. You're not seeing that physical fatigue. Maybe in moments, yeah. but not for an entire game. They fought through it. They did a fantastic job and pulled out the win. Well, I swear every term people go, oh, we're going to learn a lot about this team coming up. How are they going to react? Look, we set it before the season. The schedule looks hard. We set in the middle now. Uh, it's it's kind of hard. We look ahead to this road trip. It does look daunting. It does look hard. The reality is there's a lot of great teams in the NBA. Parity is at an all-time high. You look at the teams in the West. There are a few very, very awful teams in the NBA right now. So, yeah, it's going to be hard. But if you're good, this is you figure it out. This is a great test, and this road trip is going to be a test. It kicks mm. off Wednesday at Milwaukee, then Friday at Cleveland, Sunday at New York, then they go Tuesday at Philly, the next night, Wednesday at Toronto, and then it's capped off on Friday, December 16th with a, with a visit to Detroit to take on the Pistons. Expectations, Morgan, or what would you like to get out of this road trip for the Sacramento Kings? I, I, I mean, I would, I would like for them to pull out some wins against the good teams. Ooh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You're, yeah. So you're, you want to get greedy a little bit. It's like, yeah. but it's a six game road trip. Do you have like a win total? Like you're like, hey, uh, I, I expect them to win three. Right? It, okay, could they if, win two and you'd be okay. Like no, what, you... I, I, well, I should be. If they went, if they went two and four, no, I would feel a little bit disappointed. Yeah, I feel like if it, if they, if it was a 500 road trip, three and three. I will take three and Same. three, but I like what you're saying here because I think sometimes we get, and it's like, well, okay, you can't beat Milwaukee. You can't, you can't beat Cleveland, you, but you can, but now you do have to, as you see this team, this 22 games into a season, yeah, your expectations should go a little higher. And it, it doesn't mean that you think the team, this team is like, oh, a championship contender or a top six seed or whatever, but no, like if you play the right way, you should be in some of these games, and they've done that. They were in that game for stretches in Boston. That Phoenix game was pretty fun and entertaining, yeah. too. They had their chances. I, I'm with you. I'd like them to get one of these games that, you know, the so-called public says they're not supposed to get. Even if you told me, like, they should win this game or they should win this game, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like that. I'm not a, oh, if Giannis wasn't playing in the Milwaukee game, they should win that game. No, Milwaukee's still a really good team. Like, they're still so many good things about how they play team basketball and their philosophy. Um, you could say the same thing for how Cleveland has played this season. Yeah, and you you already got them once. Right. They're not going to forget about that. No. And last year when the Kings went there, it got really ugly. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's not easy for me. You, what are the games you're supposed to win? I New mean, York. New York and Detroit. Right. And Toronto's been up and down, That's, but like they're still for me a team that you could see give the Kings problems. Like I agree. Vandalites, legit, Siakam, all that. But I think the Kings are playing some good basketball right now. And um you're not gonna sneak up on teams as much anymore. I think people are starting to take notice that hey, you're like the fifth seed in the West. And yeah. this is a over a quarter way up in now, and you're playing really good offensively. You're starting to trend better defensively. You're not sneaking up on teams. If their losses against whatever team, like obviously, I'd rather have their losses be against Philly, Cleveland, Milwaukee, right? Uh, and let's say those were losses. If those losses were still the ones that where you could look at, man, there's so much that they can take and grow from that moment, and it's still early enough, early enough in the season where I look at 
they can make adjustments so then they're beating these teams later. That's the type of loss I would want to see. I know so many people hearing this, especially NBA fans, are like, how could you ever? Well, it's because you have to be realistic. It's not, yeah. they're not the the Warriors and where, or who, I mean, not the Warriors right now, but you know what I'm saying. Like a team where you're just expecting these type of wins. They haven't shown me that they can just do that night after night after night and then especially on a road trip. So yeah. like once they start doing that, they've already shown that they're already a good team in this league, which I think is a huge step for this entire organization. Yeah, and the good news with this trip, too, you only have that one back-to-back, and that is Philly-Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um, the Knicks game should be gettable. They're, they've been... Re- I mean, that game against the Mavericks I was watching yesterday, I, w- I felt so bad. The Knicks look like they're in control. The Mavs have been struggling, and all of a sudden, the third quarter happens. The Mavs drop 41 points mm-hmm. on them. It was like 41-13 in the third. Um, Milwaukee just got Chris Middleton back. Okay. Yeah. So he's trying to get back into the mix of things. I'm not sure about Milwaukee's schedule because I don't think he's playing back to backs right now. Uh, we know how good the Cavs are Philly. I think Harden was back around the team today. So I don't know if he's on track to come out, come back. Uh, Tyrese Maxey is still out. So they're a bit shorthanded, but Embiid is a problem than Toronto and Detroit. So yeah, it's, it's challenging, but Hey, I think they're a good team. They can get through it. And you go three and three, I'll take that. You go three and three, all of a sudden you come back to Sacramento and you are 16 and 12. 16 and 12 and you'd be taking on the Charlotte yeah. Hornets too. Yeah. You and, know? And then you're 17 and 12. Ah. What? 18, and then the Lakers. 18 and No, I'm, no, I'm not getting that, that far no, ahead. No, but no, no. no, honestly, the, the whole goal is stay in the mix. Be around that 500 mark. You're off to the best start since 0405. That is great. Keep this rolling. And, you know, Milwaukee, I want to see how they... I'm so eager to see the test against Milwaukee because there is nothing like dealing with Giannis. And talk about a test for a defense that has shown some improvement. Yeah. Go deal with Giannis, who is ridiculous. Lopez, who will block shots and then hit threes. You get Middleton back. You know what Holiday can do defensively. That's a great team. Expect some really frustrating moments. And not frustrating moments... To like, oh, there's going to be incompetent basketball being played. It's like, no, frustrating moments because Giannis is a freak. Giannis can do things that no one in this league can stop. So, like, those moments are going to happen. It's just how this team comes out and plays after those moments happen, how they respond, right? Especially in a third quarter. We saw what happened in Boston. I don't want that type of game again. Yeah. You want to learn from that opportunity. Yeah. Um, Damana Sabonis tonight, Morgan. He was uh, asked about the beam. Ooh. Want to hear Damana Sabonis talk about the sure. beam? Let's hear what the big fella had to say. It means a lot, you know. Uh, we're trying to change this uh, franchise around, and um, having everybody involved and feel part of it uh, just makes it so much more fun. You know, everyone feels like they're, um, they're uh, contributing. When you, have- you know, it, it, it's so funny about the beam thing. I, I was thinking about how, like, what if they had launched it last year? You know, oh, it just, it's just crazy how this is almost like the perfect year for them to do it. And yeah. this has been talked about for a long time. And for some reason, they thought, yeah, let's do it this year. Dude, and- it would have been. <laughs> all- well, you had you saw Kristen Ledlow in the beginning of this season yeah, yeah. talking shit and making jokes about uh, the Kings and the beam and being like, what's that going to be lit 20 times, 19 times a season? And it's great because she like backed it up after the Kings started winning and was like, all right, you know, like. Let me pay the power bill. I was wrong and everything. So it's it's so true, though. It's so nice that 
that everything was felt this year. Yeah. The confidence to be like, we can do something like this because everything is going well. Everything feels right. Well, we appreciate everyone being here tonight. Make sure to hit the thumbs up button. Make sure to subscribe. We should mention that tonight's night chat presented by Joey Reagan over at Lion Real Estate. Hey, if you're looking at, for a house in the Sacramento area, there is no better person than Joey to help you with your needs. He has helped out podcast listeners. He had one who moved from New Jersey to Sacramento with the help of Joey. Yeah, and I mean... If you like the beam, well, guess what? I think Joey might even like the beam more, okay? He loves Sacramento. He loves the Kings. Um, he's someone that just so many people I know always say that they build a relationship with him. Yep. And um, he's always said that, too, about the work that he does do. It's just not about the transactions. It's about building the relationships and meeting the people. And trust me, when you meet him, you will feel that way. So you're probably going to be friends with him after. Yeah. So, even if you didn't end up buying a house or selling your house with him, you would end up being friends with him. So make sure that you guys, if you are looking to buy or sell your home, or if you know anyone else to give them Joey's information. Yeah. Hit him up. jreagan.golion.com. jreagan.golion.com. You can also give him a call at 916-412-4592. Call or text him. 916-412-4592. License number 0212-8070. Also, we've got new merch if you go to deuceandmo.com. We appreciate all the people buying our new merch. We've got a ton of it, including stuff with our new logos, our old logos, the NWO style. We got Tower Records versions of the Deuce and Mo logo, Night Chat, Crewnecks. We got zip ups. We got a ton of stuff, including stickers and your glasses deuce um i know i didn't discuss this with you but this is what i was going to do starting next week i was actually going to start having a christmas discount holiday discount for everybody just so then obviously if you guys want to make sure you have some extra little stocking stuffers or whatever it is uh, around the holidays that you can go online and get some things for a discounted price so you're just telling people that there is a discount coming up you're not actually unveiling any code at this hour oh no but it's coming up to let them know like okay. hey what are, what are your so holiday gift plans be ready here you go oh yeah no but i'm doing it before like weeks before okay, okay so like it's, know. yeah all right well deuceandmo.com click on merch and if you're a business in the area or if you're some national brand trying to partner with us what are you waiting for Ugh. i just go to deuceandmo.com click on contact and let's have a conversation Maybe we can uh, help out your business in an awesome way. You really shouldn't um, talk about that while you're wearing the jacket. Oh no! This is this makes us unique. Oh, and wow. next time, next time, yeah. I mean, if the Kings make the playoffs, I'm going shirtless I, with no, this jacket. And this like embracing. I, I would hope that there'd be like a different bit by then. This is a this is this one's staying for a while. Oh, right got it. Okay, this one's staying. Hey, what is up, Will Z? Hey, what's up, Deuce and Mel? How, How are you guys are, doing tonight? We are good, man. What's what's on your mind? Um, so you guys were talking about the bell earlier. And um, I think it was a few nights ago. I was saying how it looked like the Kings were taking more charges. Um, yes. And Davion so, tried to take a couple today that did not go his I, way. The Davion, some of those calls are so close. And I yep. just don't fully understand them. Uh, but yeah, Fox got one tonight. So that's eight straight games that the Kings have had to charge. Uh, and that might not seem like a lot to have won a game, which they have, they've had nine in the last eight. 
Uh, but OKC is leading the league with 1.2 a game. So those are, I mean, it's one of the many reasons why their defense is climbing. I love it. What's going on in the background? Just curious. Sounds uh, like my cat is trying to get into a box. That's what I thought. There was some sort of like, yeah, I was like, Sorry. it's got to be some animal. No, it's no. fine. I was just so curious what it was. That's a great stat, though. And that's another thing you can do defensively, Morgan. You talk about rim protection. Here's a way to protect the rim. Yeah. Get in there and take a charge. Yeah. And, you, and not only that, though, Wilsey, you're seeing how excited the guys get i mean obviously taking a charge is like one of the more exciting things you can do for a team it's like that sacrifice and everything but you feel that that those proud vibes from mike brown and you can tell everyone appreciates those type of vibes from the main guy that is like telling them to do all these certain things and when they execute things he gets just as excited i just i love how much joy that they're playing with even with things like taking a charge Oh, it's amazing. Um, King's Film Room posted the Fox charge. You see Brown jumping up and down like with his arms in the air. Like it's he's so into it. Love the guy. I do. I love him. Here's can I give you one uh nitpick on Mike Brown? Oh. Do you is it okay? I know they're 13 and 9. He's this is perfect. Not, so what? Well, and I feel like I want to ask him <laughs> about this too. I will at oh. some point. Wow. Well, I just feel like there are times where I'm a believer when someone, for example, Keegan Murray is a guy I want to focus on. And this happened last game against the Clippers and once tonight too, where I felt like, hey, he just hit a shot. He's he's making some things happen. Uh, and then he takes him out. Yeah. And he takes him out because it's a normal time he takes him out. I'm the type of person that I literally mark every substitution during a game. I'll just show you quickly on my notes. I do a lineup with like when guys so come in and out. And so it's it's nothing normal. It's nothing abnormal by any means. But I think sometimes as organized and you want to be with like getting guys in at certain times. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy. The tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I think there should be some flexibility when a guy's going. And there, I know there is, and I'm not saying he never does it. I just noticed it with Keegan. I'm like, yeah, I, you can make the case to let this guy roll a couple more minutes. It feels like he's got it going, and I really want him to get over that hump. Yeah, I, is that fair? No, is that too Will, much for people? I Will, don't... what do you think about that? No, I. It's a good point um, because it doesn't seem like it's something he does with other players. Like you were saying, like when TD gets going or Lyles is going or any one of the other like bench role players, it's hot. It seems like he stays with them, but it is interesting that that trend has popped up 
to be different with Keegan. Yeah. Yeah. I'm 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 with you on that. So, um yeah, something to no, watch. Something to watch. And, well, and that's why I don't even think it's a criticism. I think it's more like mm -hmm. what's your what's your reasoning, sir? Like what's Yeah, he <laughs> pretty much he pretty much takes Keegan out in that like six to five ish minute mark of the of the quarter. He he and Fox go out. That's that's what's been happening lately. Okay. So we'll see. Well, Will Z, hey, man, we always appreciate the stats, man. Great stuff, You're amazing. Man. Appreciate the time. Have a good rest of the night, guys. All right, appreciate it, man. Let's uh, check in with Jamie. Oh, Jamie's in the building. What is going on, young Jamie? Deuce. Hey, Mar hey Morgan. Hey, Jamie. What's going on? Nothing much. Do you like my jacket, man? Oh, God. It, it's absolutely amazing. Oh. I, and, I lo and, and I love the lights on it. Like, it's Thank absolutely you. amazing. Wow. Yeah. That was really nice. Morgan really anticipated that this was going to be a bad move on my part. And now the people are buying in. She's starting to understand. No, I wasn't. I wasn't just dumping on it. I just was. No. Anyway. Anyway, Jamie, what'd you like about tonight's game? Uh, Well, you know, I liked um, Keegan. He uh, Monk is really good. I like Monk a lot. Yeah. I feel like. You gotta get him to start. I feel like other people gotta start getting him into the six man of the year conversation because he's like he's he's putting up crazy numbers off the bench right now. Yeah, I he's just it's just not only the numbers, man. Of course, it, it's nice that he scores, but getting people involved, just the energy. Yeah, and you in during a long NBA season, there are gonna be some nights you don't have the energy, and we've seen it. Remember that game in Atlanta where it's like. God, they're playing some decent defense, but they can't score. They're tired. Second, I have a back-to-back -back after being Memphis. Oh, this is rough. He played well that night. Yeah. Right? Like, he tried to bring it. And it's it's just nice to have that type of impact off your bench, especially when things are, are you're trying to grind things and out. And you guys, th this is the other thing, too. I don't know if you guys have ever been around, like, fake happy people or even, like, we've seen it around the league where there's, like, these players and they're happy in good moments Ooh. and then really down in the bad moments. Malik... Do not talk about Kat in that way. Hey! I just No, I just don't think that's fair. <laughs> You're so mean. No, but he's just one of those guys, like, you can tell it's genuine joy, genuine happiness that is coming from him. And what that does is truly allow those bad times or when adversity does hit, allow, like genuine okay let's rally together let's do this together like he doesn't have to put on a fake face and act like super happy to get through it. it's just like this this intensity um overcomes all of them and they set a different type of tone and they stick together during those moments because they are happy playing basketball together and i think he's a big part of that mm, yeah well jamie and go ahead i'm ex i'm excited to for this road trip um I feel like uh, four, four of these six games will be a good challenge for us. Uh, I think we can easily handle business in uh, Detroit and New York. Um, but I'm excited. I'm really excited to see how we're going to perform against the uh, Milwaukee. Yeah. I'm excited to see how that game's going to go. It's going to be a good test. Jamie, thanks for mm -hmm. checking in, man. Of course. Thank you. Have a good night. Ah, Jamie. What a nice young man. He's so nice, dude. He's so sweet. What is up, Manny? Manny, by the way, Morgan, as you know, most of the time, uh -huh. he, he supports the he supports the Kings, but he, you know, he is a Bulls fan. And tonight, he was at the game. He said he was going to say hi to me. Did Ooh, not say hi. It's not wow. a big deal. We move on. Uh, but he was uh, in Sacramento at Golden One Center to see 
his Bulls take on the Kings. How'd it feel, Manny? I didn't feel pretty good. I didn't feel good at all. <laughs> uh, what were your takeaways from tonight? I mean, it's like we were talking briefly yesterday. This team is it's just infectious, man. Like, I can't name a player on this team that I dislike or, like, like I like everybody on the team. Everybody. I don't even feel like that about my Bulls. Like, I, of course, root for them, and maybe because I'm not there, but, like, I don't find them to be – like, I don't know. There's something about them that – I just don't get like overly excited with the Kings. Every time they're played, it's exciting to watch. I'm exciting to see them on the bench cheering for each other. Sometimes some guys don't play every every game or don't play the same amount of minutes and they could care less. Yeah, I'm curious too, just really quick with the Bulls because you watch more of them. They have such good pieces, right? Like exciting. Uh-huh. You would think that their their big three could really get it together. And then you have that energy guy in Alex Caruso. And also Billy Donovan has shown, you know, as a coach throughout his years in the league that he can get stuff out of guys. Here's what it is, Morgan. Yeah, Here's what? what it is. And Manny, you can jump in here too about this. Okay. Zach Levine doesn't like Billy Donovan. That's it seems you're like not, that. And, and you're not winning games that way. You know, he's had some comments. You know, he was unhappy once when he got benched in the fourth quarter. He was asked about Billy Donovan changing the starting lineup. And he's like, well, that's coach's opinion. There's just some weirdness going on. And they have adversity. And right now they're not handling it well. They don't look together to me. And so I'm going to go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. My opinion is I, I don't think people realize how important ball is to that team. Absolutely. I think he is so key to their success when he's out there he is definitely he's obviously the primary ball handler and the way he he distributes the ball what he does on defense also like they're missing that I thought IU after last year's kind of surprised everybody year that if he could grow this year that he would be a big and it doesn't seem like he's grown as much as I expected him to and with ball being out they're just really hurting at that that I'm telling you, if he gets, hopefully he'll come back and be the player that he was. If he does, you'll see a totally different team. Yeah, and I feel I hope Lonzo comes back, but some of the stuff you hear about his progress post-surgery is, is really it is sad. Scary. It is sad. You know, he's had trouble walking at times, right? Um, and it's it's multiple surgeries now. And this is a player that was is so talented, like what he can do with the ball, with his vision, yeah. but defensively. And you're right. When he was out there with Caruso and you mm. know, DeRozan was clicking, it felt like the Bulls were really turning the corner without him. And now, you know, Levine post-surgery, he hasn't shot the ball well until, of course, tonight. This oh. was his best game of the season by far. But, you know, it's... A lot of Levine. It is, you know, and, and, that, and that's hard. I, 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 you know, just watching the league, when you see teams play like that, I just don't think it's conducive to long-term winning. And I, I prefer a, a brand of basketball where the ball's being shared. And, you know, I, I see the same thing kind of in Dallas right now where Luca clearly is a talented player and is mm-hmm. putting up monster mm-hmm. numbers. He doesn't have enough talent around him for sure. But I think he's a hard guy to play with. And I'm like, God, imagine if Luca just played a motion offense and just kind of had fun out there because he's such a good passer and he could still be so deadly. He's so talented. If you put him in a disciplined, like, yeah. like motion offense where where there's just more of this. If he had the pieces around him, yeah. Sure, sure. But, like, even so, the style of play with Luca is, like, 
he gets he does what he wants, but he's also such yeah. a good playmaker that they trust him in doing what he wants. But sometimes, sometimes even those players, that caliber of player still needs a different type of coaching, needs a different type of of I guess management, people telling him how to play basketball differently. Like just because you're that good and you can do things at that level doesn't mean that you're achieving everything at an elite level. And I think he can achieve more of a team basketball style of play at a different level if he was coached differently. The, the Bulls are the perfect example of the original Bulls. Like Mike was everything, right? Like Mike could do whatever he wanted whenever he wanted. But until you put him into the triangle – offense with everybody else and what phil taught that's when they got success like yeah. yeah he could score 50 a game cool he can do whatever he wants cool but where's the discipline yeah where's the team basketball and until phil came that's when that came yeah well manny um that was cute talking about your bulls but uh hey. the kings are pretty fun huh are you are you buying that they're a good team or do you need to see more the kings yeah Oh, absolutely. I, I've got them playoff bound, no Ooh. doubt, unless some kind of injury comes. Like third, and I think they're going to win the first round game. I, th I mean, first round, I think they're going to win their first round matchup. Like, I think they'll make that much. They're just, as long as everybody stays healthy, they've already bought into everything. They love playing for each other and Mike Brown. This, this team potential over the next couple of years, I think, is so great. I hope they go out. I hope the management sees this. And they, I don't know if they're going to be able to, but I think they sh they should look hard at making a move, like like getting get that one more piece, like DeRozan. No, not DeRozan. <laughs> All right, Manny, good good hearing from you, man. You too, love you guys, love you too, love. Thanks, Manny. That's sweet. Morgan. I went to go try to grab the vision board behind us. For those who don't know, during the off season, Morgan oh, yeah. made a vision board, and it's interesting looking at this as the Kings are thirteen and nine. Morgan's centerpiece of that vision board was De'Aaron Fox. Underneath that, she put on her vision board, it said, enjoyable <gasps> basketball. Ah! You also put, what? Just keep going. Farewell to our incredible 16-year tragedy. You also put 41 on basketballs, like 500. They're about your vision. It's good. What else did you have on there? I saw, uh, I hope to turn my pain into a smile. I've been smiling a lot lately. This is this is why you do vision boards. People are going to start doing vision boards if the Kings are really good this year because of you. Dude. Wow. Piece of cardboard and a People magazine, baby. Let's Dude, go. That is badass. That's fun. That's fun. The, the Mavs could really use a little vision board and decide what they need to do with their style of play. They're I, I, like just talking about them really quick because that is, it is crazy when you see a player that good, like Luca and you're just like, why can't you figure it out? And then you see Porzingis doing super well in uh, Washington. And I just, I really, I'm glad that the Mavs don't have it figured out, but for Luca's career and because he is such a fun player to watch, I hope he keeps adjusting his game. You lost Brunson for nothing, dude. Porzingis gets traded to Washington. Now he's good. He's been awesome this year. Um, also, I love the new people coming in, filtering in, watching us live. Ken says, why is Deuce wearing that? Yeah, thank you, Ken. Matthew says, why is Deuce trying to seduce me with that coat? No, That's no, no. a good no. point. Um, let's go next to Jake. Hi, Jake. Hey, how's it going? We are awesome, man. 
Awesome. Uh, and Mo, maybe you need uh, a coat as well, perhaps purple. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll look. I'll look for something new for the next one. How's that? It's kind of like a Seth Rollins Becky Lynch thing. They kind of wear random crazy things sometimes, and I'm good. Can, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, mm -hmm. I'll figure it out. You need the matching boots, though, Deuce. Do you ah. have the boots? Yeah, I know. We would need another camera in here so you could see my full outfit. Okay. No, that's enough, Jake. Well, what about the game? <laughs> uh, was a great win. Um, I I didn't get to watch the whole game. I I slid in um at the end of the third quarter when uh, the lead was down to like four points, and um a lot of people like probably would have thought, oh, they're gonna lose. They just gave up a big lead. They're gonna lose now. Same old Kings. Um, but I love I love the fact that you know the Kings this season they don't give up. Um. They they make every shot uh, difficult on the other team. I mean, there's no there's no gimmies with the uh, yeah with defense. That and, that's uh, a, that's a huge difference. They have been so much better at contesting shots. Where now it is, it definitely pops when there is a tough play. I think it was Levine. Was it Levine or DeRozan? It might have been Levine who got a step on Herder and took it all the way to the basket. Yeah, that used to happen like. 27 times a game now it's like oh there's a couple of breakdowns and then they talk about it quick timeout yeah, yeah. boom let's talk about their substance to the timeout they learn something let's go yeah i think the kings like the they were only up by three and they called the timeout and then after that they went on like a little bit of a run so i i love that yeah the the help defense like i, I just love to see it, it it's there i don't know if anyone's like thrown out this comparison but the kings how they're playing this year is reminding me of like uh uh prime popovich spurs like the fast break intensity the help defense the the ball movement on offense it's really great it's a fun it's a fun brand of basketball yeah I mean, obviously you know those teams you mentioned were crazy elite Calls well me i mean thing. we're getting there we're like the uh the little brother Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, you know what? No. You'll take that. Absolutely, and, you'll take that. And you talk about that comparison. I, I, I tried not making that comparison, but I was talking about again the style of basketball that Mike Brown brings, and it's that team basketball uh, comparison. And I feel like there's a lot of times that the Spurs had that the boring team basketball that worked, and then the Warriors would have the exciting team basketball that worked. And I feel like the Kings are starting to find their way in the middle of the pack, and I am here for it. That dunk from Monk yeah. in the fourth—I think it was in the fourth quarter. Man, that lift tore the roof off Golden One. <laughs> yeah, no, and that the atmosphere there has been—he's clearly a fan favorite at this point. It's it's fun, man. Uh, anything else jump yeah, out to you tonight? Um, just—I uh, mean, we're going into a tough, you know, tough road um, stretch. I think we need to be optimistic. I'm, I don't think the team's going into it saying like, oh, well, you know, we'll just get out of here three and three and get back to Sacramento. Um, I want to see us like compete and, you know, try and win every game. I, I mean, I think we've got the Bucks next. Um, I would love, I would love to give it to them. That would be mm. amazing. Well, Jake, thanks for checking in, man. Thank you, guys. You guys have a good rest of your night. You Appreciate too, it. Ken, the chat was not happy, by the way, that I did not answer his question. He doesn't understand why I'm wearing this jacket. Oh. 
I, I didn't know I needed to spell it out for you. The Kings are 13 and 9. <laughs> There's a beam that gets shot up from the arena after every win. I bring lightsabers to the party. Today, I felt like I needed to bust out this jacket. I got it. It came in the mail yesterday. I ordered it and said, next time the Kings have a big win, a nice win. We're trying to find something purple. It's my gimmick. And a light for every podcast. Because why not have a whole bunch of purple light shit in here, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, Whoa, what do we... We got... uh, Hold on, hold on, hold on. What what is happening here? We got Nick trying to pop in. All right, let's uh, go next to Sean. Hi, Sean. Long time. Yeah, what Long is up, man? <laughs> so you want you want my Jimmy update or what? What? Oh no one, God! Okay, I, you know what? I'm not gonna say that. That was me. Yeah, yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo is out for the season. Sean's a Niners fan, and he wants to talk about your it. Jacket, your jacket needs to be, you know, be out for the rest of the season too. Oh, so you and Morgan are the only ones. Okay, cool. I mean, I you know, I I was just I said I liked it, and then I was encouraging you to thank you to take it off at some point. But um. Yeah. Yeah, yep. it's okay. It's a gutsy move. Sean, I like it. Did you watch the Kings? Yeah, I did. It was a beautiful day. I got I I got Niners and Kings. I was dialed into the Kings game though, for oh, sure. Well, that's good to hear. What do you like tonight, Sean? Man, dude, I I've been loving the way Barnes is playing, but just like what he brings, and he's always I, I feel like you know he's had down moments. Started off this year rough, but it's like Monk, man. Monk mm. is just been so solid for us that um i don't know i'm having a hard time like barnes had a solid night tonight but monk just brings so many elements off the bench that i'm like i don't know he might be my new he might be my new guy he may be my new would you buy his jersey why not nick would say yeah i guess i guess (laughs) i do need a king's jersey and and you know what my favorite king's jersey that i have in the in the closet right now was the last six man for the kings wow favorites right so um no i gotta uh you know i love what he's bringing consistently his playmaking he's been you know he's definitely picked up when when velvet's been struggling from 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 deep monks just kind of filled that role and harrison has shot you know well too but um really liking what i see from monk and i gotta give uh metu like his flowers man like he has come in and been pretty helpful off the bench in limited minutes super effective yeah we have uh, not talked about him enough tonight and metu had 10 points he had three rebounds he didn't miss a shot he was five of five he got some easy looks around the basket and he's in the right spot he's been finishing he's been much better defensively it's yeah he's been probably one of the bigger surprises to me this season because i thought early on especially after last year watching him with no structure whatsoever with the kings yeah. And then to start the year, I'm like, maybe he's not going to fit here. Like, I just don't see it. Him being at the small ball five, you know, long term, is that going to be the play? Maybe not if the Kings want to get to another level. But man, for this role right now, for this team, he's been really good. Yeah. The, and, and you talk about structure and that's exactly what he needed he needed someone to lead him to tell him how to play basketball the right way and it was someone that was going to hold him accountable if he wasn't you know if he wasn't moving the ball around if he was taking that first shot and he's doing it all right now i i love what we're seeing from med off the bench yeah i i agree with you mel and i think the key to all of this um is is brown you know, and the system, and he gives a lot of love to his coaches, his assistants. Jordy, you know, Doug got 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 cred uh, cred from working with 
um, Domas in the off season, why his shot is so much better. Uh, and um, I mean, it, it can't be understated. If you're going to talk about all-star De'Aaron and sixth man Monk, I mean, if they kept playing like this, they're what fifth in the West right now. And, and it was talked about post game. There's not, you know, a lot of gap between the top spot and number five. I mean, Brown is looking like if we get into the playoffs, I mean, he could be up for some hardware himself. Uh, uh, if if Mike Brown gets the Kings to the playoffs, there's zero doubt he wins coach of the year. Uh, no, right? like they're to get the end the Kings playoff drought and probably make them a good defensive team. He is a hundred percent right now. He's a coach of the year candidate. He has to be. And I think Will Hardy would get some love for what he's doing with Utah, yeah. but Sacramento is a great story right now. And, and I, I think what's cool about the Kings is it's not just like, oh, it's it's kind of cute in Sacramento. People around the league are watching this team. Yeah. You know, Bill Simmons is talking about this team being super entertaining, and that guy barely watches basketball. Oh. You know? Well, no, so it's, it's good that – no, I'm just saying it's good. Correct. No, but I think people are starting to see like, oh, this team's a really entertaining team to watch. They're fun. They're exciting. Yeah. The beam is kind of taken off. It's cool. Yeah, the beam's rad. That's yeah. a good promo bit right there. Um, you know, and if we think about it too, how long has it, I mean, it, you know, it's been a long time since we've had a team have any success, but I think about even the last time we were in the playoffs, the people that came in and their age uh, versus the young, the, the, you know, the, the youth of this team. Um, again, I think it gives more, more credibility to Brown and what they're buying into and how he's coaching them. I know watching that guy coach on the sidelines and yeah. timeouts is, I mean, I know Mo being, you know, uh, I, I mean, it's, it's amazing to watch and it makes an immediate impact sometimes. I love, yeah, I I'm so with you, Sean. Uh, but... Can I, one more Mike Brown nitpick tonight. Oh my God. Gosh. <sighs> Guys. We slobber over Mike Brown 90% of because the time. It's okay to be like, close hey. It's perfect, but go on. Okay. I don't want to be accused of being a homer or something. No, neither I'm do just I. Being honest. Can, can I, I just like love balance. him? I get it. I'm just, I'm being honest here. He yeah. took a timeout with 39 seconds to go in the third quarter. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was, that was. Leaving the Kings with one timeout. Yeah. No, no, no That yeah. was tough. Right? That was is tough. That, is, that was the. That's what you text me, even your frustration with it. And you track I mean, only a basketball mind would recognize that. So, I mean, I'll give you, I'll give you points for that. No, and it's in Sean, it's like, but yeah, for the most part, a lot of like his, as, as a coach, what he does consistently, not only with like, we keep saying his substance in a huddle or how he talks to guy, how, how he connects with guys, uh, even in game, right. And the adjustments that are being made, but for the most part, he doesn't make those type of mistakes. Like it's hard when we see like, Hey, a rotation that we don't like, or maybe it's a challenge that's being used too early and we're just nitpicking. But at the same time, if one of those things ever screw up a game, then yeah, we get to blame Mike Brown for that. But right now it's like they're ending up with so many W's. Did he end up using his challenge tonight? I remember there was a couple yes. of plays he, he might, and then, you know, then no. held it. Didn't he challenge the uh, Davion one? The, May, oh, the Levine, the Davion? No, he did not. He almost did. Oh. I know. So that play, I know everyone freaked out about it. The whistle wasn't on the slap of the ball. It was the second one. Yeah, and his staff went, no, no. Okay, okay. No, he did not challenge it. So he didn't challenge tonight? No. Okay, never mind. He did not challenge tonight. 
I mean, they were talking about him potentially doing it in the first half, I think, on some Sabonis questionable calls. And then there was a charge on, you know, uh, that that we thought, and you already spoke to it earlier, he didn't get some of those calls. I think you were talking about that, Deuce. But, yeah, I mean, he coached almost a, a, a perfect a perfect game tonight, aside from, like you said, using that timeout when that could have been an issue at the end. But just so much, you know, so much credit to him and the staff. And I think that has been why all your – your polls are like pretty consistent. Like, is this a fluke? Is this for real? And I think we're seeing consistency 20 plus games in now because of, you know, people are buying in and into how he's coaching the team. I like the guy. He brings a great energy and it's just, it's a, um, a complete difference compared to the last couple of years. It's, it's, it's wild. It is wild yeah. how much the right coach can impact things. And so last, last thing for you guys, cause we've seen, Keegan seems to be heating up again, you know, and a lot of his shots just seemed like they weren't bad. We saw some bad misses tonight, and I don't think I, maybe one of them was Keegan. Herder was still having some trouble. I think Monk had one pretty wider yeah. air ball. But, but when it comes to, like, Keegan and even Fox, in terms of defense, sup supplementing their, uh, their lack of offense with defense, I mean, I, is that what do you guys buy that for Fox right now? Is that he's he's struggling a little bit on the offensive side, not putting up his normal numbers, yes. but you know, Deuce, Deuce especially, you know, was talking about that early on uh, in the podcast, just about how defensively he's still making an impact, which I completely agree with. But I'm still seeing him from a physical standpoint, just looking right a, st a step slower right now, and I think that's just. I mean, I'm just analyzing what I see. I don't think it's something like it's an effort thing or it's like, oh man, he's in a huge slump. Like I think it's a physical thing, but speculating. All right. All right, Sean. Well, hey um, good chatting with you, man. Yeah. Thanks. Love you guys. Have a, have a good rest of your show. There's Sean checking you, Sean. In. Appreciate Sean checking in. I did want to, you know, acknowledge everyone in the chat because we still have a ton of people watching us on YouTube and Twitch. We appreciate everyone being here. And I did want to award um, our chatter of the night. Oh, okay. It, it can take some time to get that. And we have not given out a in a while, right? Uh -huh. Because the Kings are winning. They're having a good yeah. year, whatever. Um, I'd like to congratulate Chad Garrison. Congratulations, Chad. For a few, I mean, he's got, he is firing with messages tonight. His name's Chad. Let me be honest. With a top 10 league player in Halliburton, we would only be that much better in my opinion. Okay. So, a couple of things here. Chad. Tyrese Halliburton. You're not going to meet many people who like Tyrese Halliburton more than these two Love. right here, us. He ain't top 10 yet. Okay? He's not a top 10 player in the league. Two... The Kings would right not now. be in the position probably right now because they wouldn't have Sabonis. So we don't know. I'd also like to give him love for this. Playoffs would be nice, but it's still a first-round exit, unfortunately, in this tough Western Conference. Really, Chad? K K You're telling me. You are going to sit here in the chat and tell me tonight that if the Kings somehow, after a long 82-game grind, find a way to get in the playoffs, you're like, well, they're getting eliminated in the first round. And then the final one I saw uh -huh. from him. Well, just remember 
The Warriors will jump us here soon. Can we enjoy it for a second? I feel bad for Chad. No, do he's not. not feel, he's been someone do- check in on Chad. Is he okay? Because if he's if he's writing like that, I want to hug Chad. I yeah. want him to look at the beam and get excited. Everyone, if you, there's a hug emoji, everyone hug Chad because he needs a little bit of love. I think the movie the movie just started and you're you're tripping about the ending. It just started. Well, and not only that, you're supposed to enjoy the journey because sometimes the conclusion doesn't actually end up turning out as great as the journey. And you have to remember, in in sports, you have to be realistic about the teams that you root for, right, or that you cover. And for the Sacramento Kings to go from a 16-year playoff drought to a championship team the next year, does that sound real <laughs> realistic to you in any way, shape, or form? Unless Giannis, LeBron, uh, KD, right. and Jason right. Tatum all came on the team? Come on now. Realistic. Let's, let's give some love to uh, people, including uh, some of our new subscribers and members. Sale uh, is a member for two months in a row. He also did a two bucks saying, number one Kings podcast, Sacramento Proud, Deuce and Mount. Appreciate Thank you. Thank you. Give him a hell yeah. Give me a hell yeah. Also, shout out to Aaron Pack, who became a member saying Deuce is lit. Oops. Give me a hell yeah. Also, thanks to Chef Curry, Apex Legends Across the Pond, and Willard, I don't know if it's that Willard, Willard Sims for subscribing on YouTube and Keaton. For donating two bucks. Appreciate everyone's support of the podcast. Too kind. All right, Morgan. Mm-hmm. Want to check in with our friend? Let's do it. He was at the game tonight. I did not get a chance to talk with him. Wow. I know, I know. He is the one and only yeah. Nick. Hello, Nick. Hey, I can't see you, Nick. How are you? I, I, I can I am good, man. We're not you're not showing your face tonight. Oh, here you go. Okay, you are showing your face. Uh, Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Nick. Hold on, Nick. I want to get you on camera. So, Nick, just for so people know, um, Nick's great great aunt passed away today, and Nick yesterday yesterday, and Nick let us know in in the Discord that she used to make awesome raviolis. Oh, Nick, that's I'm so sorry. You know, it was just hard. You know, when I said when I went to the bay, I had to go to the bay area Thursday, and you know. Told her I love her. Had to say my goodbyes to her, but you know, you know it's okay. But you know we'll all die pretty soon. You know it's really, it's really hard. And that was my, that was my, that was my dad, my stepdad's dad's, uh, my dad's dad's sister, uh, Grandpa Paul, Paul Warner, Warner, okay. Grandpa Paul's <laughs> sister. But you know, Auntie Tudge passed away yesterday, and it it was hard. Uh, I'm sorry for your yeah. loss, man. And I'm glad, you know, what's really cool that you got to say bye to her. Yeah. But, you know, it, it was really tough, you know, really heartbroken about this. But, you know, you know, I do kind of miss her, but she was a nice. Well, you, you can really, you don't have to kind of miss her. You can really miss her. You miss her, Nick. Yeah, I do. But well, until we meet again, you know. Yeah. Nick, Aww. let me ask you this. What made a ravioli so good? What do you Great like? Great question. Yeah. What were, what were so special about those raviolis? Gosh, those raviolis were were pretty good. <laughs> Hell yeah! But you know, I think. But what would really would cheer me up is the Kings win tonight. Yes! And I and I do want to have to say, but I want Margie to do this really quick. 
Deuce, if you can put this that song on, Morgan, I want Morgan, I want Morgan to say "Fire the Laser." Okay, hold on, Nick. Let me let me cue it up for you. I appreciate you doing that. You're producing the show now. Hold on. Arm the laser. Arm the laser. Begin lasering the ship. Fire the laser. How was that, Nick? Yeah. Fire the laser. Yes. Yep, just like it. Hell yeah, Nick. Thanks, Nick. We uh, almost forgot. Right. Hey. Like the beam. Like the beam. Like the like the beam. Also, one one note for Kings fans, okay? Uh-huh. uh-huh. When Sabonis is at the free throw line getting ready to shoot free throws, you gotta stop to light the beam. You, you can yeah. do it up until he's about to shoot. I saw Luke Laux today. I was watching <laughs> the he was furious that they were playing like the sound of do do do. Because Sabonis is trying to shoot they're free throws playing, and a clutch. They're playing during the yeah, free yeah, throws? They, they, they kind of stopped right before, but ah. the crowd was into it because they're so excited. But yeah. it's like, hey, quiet, during the free like throws. Like, you got it. Yeah, Come on, it. They're, they're Anyway, smart. he did yeah. make both. Uh, but so, hey, up until he's at the free throw line, stop it. Then after he makes the free throws, chant light the beam. You know, players don't like that. Um, yeah. Anyway, Why Nick. Not? Why not light the beam? Yeah, Why not, not light the, the beam? beam? Why not? Uh, Nick, a couple of things. I know you're at the game tonight. You're also at the Stockton game last night, Stockton Kings game. You sat courtside for that wow. game. What was that like for you? It was pretty good. And I know you had some tech issues that started the Kings game yesterday. You had, yeah, you had don't, some we don't want to talk about We're talking about, about the good stuff. I want to talk about what you, how it was for yeah. you. It was pretty good. The food was good. and But, you know... <laughs> Unfortunately, you thought the Kings did lose. I know. I know. 114-125. Well, hey, why not be Oklahoma City? The, the why blue. not? Yeah. Uh, anyway, the Kings are going on the road next, Nick. And you got to beat Milwaukee. You got to beat your six games. And, uh, Morgan, you'll be in San Francisco Wednesday. Uh, How would you know? Uh, Kyle Draper told me. I asked him. <laughs> <laughs> I asked him. If he was going on the road on Tuesday, he said, yeah, he's going to Milwaukee. He's got four games. Cool. Awesome. Well, uh, And, Margie, you'll be in San Francisco Wednesday. You'll be staying down there for a few days. Yep. Thanks for knowing my schedule. So you'll you'll be in the hotel for a few days. Oh, no. No, not on Wednesday. That's uh, the next week I'll be. Yeah. But don't worry about that, Nick. Well, Nick, we appreciate you checking in as always. And I'm sorry. Hey, hey. Why not win today? Why not win back to back? And why not see Quaida yesterday? Why not? I got, I even also yesterday, I just saw the Kings game. I saw Deuce and Mo yesterday, and I got a picture with both of them. Yeah, yes, let's go. Did, uh, Poker Pro Eric told me on, oh, on Discord, he said that you had cute pants, Morgan. Okay, that's the creepiest mm. thing I've ever heard. And Morgan doesn't appreciate it. I don't like it. He's lame. We don't don't t- t- <laughs> let him know we don't care. And uh, sleep dreams, okay? Hey, but you had cute pants on, Morgan. Okay, hey, thanks, I did Nick. too. All yeah. right, sleep dreams, you had okay? Cute pants on. Hey, sleep dreams. Sleep Why not be Milwaukee? If I was coach, okay. if I was coach of the team, what am I going to tell my team? I don't you know. You need to tell them they need to go to bed. Okay, they need to go to bed. You All need right. to tell my Kings, beat the Milwaukee. All right, beat the Milwaukee. We'll Sleep dreams. Right, there's Nick. There is Nick. <laughs> he was not going to end the call. Nick was playing all of his hits. Oh, my God. He's like that. It's like it's like a kid like being like, wait, could you read me one more bedtime I story? It. I love it. No, Nick. That is hilarious. Super sweet. He just makes everything feel good. I love that he had that memory, too, about his yes. great hand. That's cute. 
Uh, shout out to Jose who donated two bucks. Saying, Who's the guy Doug Christie talks to every time out? I don't know. I'll have to pay closer attention. Hmm. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's check in with one of our friends. Loyal Sack Kings fan is here. Hi, Loyal Sack Kings fan. Hello, Loyal Sack Kings fan. Hey, guys. What is up, man? Um, first off, I want to say your jacket is fire. Ah! Yeah, you, you, you'd wear something like this to school, right? And people would be like, oh, that's amazing. Yeah, for sure. Cool, cool. <laughs> What'd you like about tonight's game? I thought in the beginning we were jacking up a lot of threes. And I kind of got a little scared there when we were down like 18-11. You know? Yeah. yeah. And then and then when and then obviously you saw their defense come into play and then they started figuring it out on the offensive end. You felt confident even in that third quarter or what? Well, I thought Malik Monk is just a great off the bench. He like brings the energy. Like if the Kings are down, he's able to rally them up. I think he's just the best. I think he's gonna win six man for sure. Ooh, I love, it. I love the confidence, man. <laughs> um, were you weren't there at the game though, right? No, I wasn't there. Okay, yeah, well. All right, anything else going on that you want to mention? Um, 13 and 9 is really good. I think since 2004, 2005, I wasn't even born yet. And <laughs> the way the Kings are playing right now, it just makes me so much happier as a person. Aw, that's cute. That's, that's really sweet. That's very cute. I've been depressed for 12 years of my life because the Kings have sucked. <laughs> and now that they're doing good and they're fifth seed, second in the Pacific, Oh, it's so makes me makes my life so much better. You know, Aww. when I was like 10, 11 years old is when the Kings started to rise for the first time, like it'd be really fun. That's when Jay will uh, little sack Kings fan. Your stuff is sounding all messed up right now. We'll let you go. Appreciate you, man. Um, but that was the first time they were like literally competitive, right? They had the one year with Mitch where they made the playoffs in 96, but they captured the NBA world in that 98, 99 year. And as a kid, it was so fun because people cared about the Kings. Yeah. Like people were wearing Kings gear and you just felt as a child, a feeling that about the basketball team in town was awesome. So thinking loyal sack Kings fan being this like young kid, who's like 12 years old and the Kings are actually fun right now. That's awesome. Yeah. It, you feel a part of something yeah, yeah. too. I mean, whether you're an adult or a kid, but um, obviously growing up, when you're young like that, it's way more fun to go to school and be able to talk a little bit more smack, right? Sorry, I just got caught in the chat. Chad did it again. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to acknowledge Chad one more time because I think he's a troll now and I respect it. Yeah, okay. He says, let's play 50 games and see where we are too early to get uh, excited. Oh, yeah, he's a troll. So just for those who are in that too early category, what I would say is yeah. it's never too early to get excited about your team winning. I would say just... Don't go crazy and start going, they're for sure making the playoffs. They're for sure doing this. It's like, no, enjoy the growth and enjoy where they're at. Get excited but about also, what they're doing. Also, even if you weren't that excited about the record, you could be excited about actually what you're seeing, well, right? Also, if it was reversed, let's say the Kings were terrible this year. Uh-huh. And they had four or five wins. Would you be saying, let's see where they are at 50 games? No, you would be in here mad. Yeah. So it, it does matter. Yeah. You can you can you can choose joy. Don't you it's worry. It's okay, man. Joy okay. bubbles are okay in this world. Hey, everybody, give Chad a hug. Let's give him a hug. A big old hug. What's up, Bung? What is up, guys? Morgan, I have a very pressing question. Oh okay, God! Because 
It's it's hard to know on on the YouTube screen on my phone, but uh, those lights on that jacket are looking pretty blue to me. Not Ooh, purple. That was... Is that is that a Hanukkah jacket? Are you positive? <laughs> I, love I mean, that I'm not against it. I mean, it's it's a purplish. It's you it's, know what? There's probably a hint of blue in there. And I'm sorry, oh, you act as if they me. they sell these jackets like, hey, they make them for the kings. Okay, we had to. Can you just appreciate hold what on, I'm doing? On. Is this Chad calling in? Jacket. You're acting like they like that is a king's jacket though. Like you wore that like directly in relation to the king's win. It's, so don't tell me like oh, there's no purple jacket. But wait, wore. hold on, hold on, hold on. I will the one thing that I will stick up for. Um, it, it is in relation to the beam, the laser beam. It looks a lot like the beam. Excuse the color me, of this looks like the beam. Commentary. So it's a lot I'm like not, the yeah. beam, right? It's not like the king's purple or the king's jersey. It's more like, hey, this is lights up and uh the kings also have something that light up oh the beam great that's what it's um referring to is that yeah good? but morgan morgan i want to know only your opinion on okay. this what color is the beam um i mean it's definitely like a bluish purple right i feel like it's pretty purple if you were to nail it to one color though right i mean it isn't are aren't some purple subjective unless you're like a graphic designer and you know exactly? yeah but not the beam i'm not talking about some purples well, you know? the, the beam, honestly, from afar, could be, be more of a bluish purple, unless you're up close. Uh, let, hold on, let me get this back on track, because uh, Bung, you know, he's not used what? to carrying a podcast, so he's really <gasps> struggling with his content right now. What? And I, nice. I got I to come in. It's like seeing a kid that doesn't know how to swim, just floundering. I'm the lifeguard on duty to dive in and save this, because... He's really forcing this right now. This is like a buddy. No, this is a buddy no. healed is force a, three. This is a bunk Do thing. better. Do you have anything else to add? The Kings are 13 and nine. How about we talk about that instead of trying to nitpick I've never my seen such a pathetic deflection out of you before. This is low. You just don't want to admit that your jacket's a Hanukkah jacket. Wait. I have nothing against uh, having a Hanukkah. Bung, but I am all shocked. Right, right. I am shocked because <sighs> I have a purple crew neck on next to him, and I do see some purplish lights reflecting Thank off you. of his jacket. Shut up, Deuce. No one's asking you. I've no one's asking you. Yeah, yeah. No one's asking you. But I do see some purplish lights. You know? Don't you think that's the light just reflecting? So, off no, of your Bung. Sweater? God damn it! No, it's so, not. <laughs> j just for the record, this is so bad that when I edit the audio version of the podcast i will be taking bung's call out no, because it's like no. if i'm driving listening to this the next i'm like oh what is happening like what are they Why doing are you so mean i'm just no no this is this is how dude shows me his life i, I mean, understand you're, I you're kind of being mean the kings won tonight they've won 10 of 13 and they're bung 13 just, and bung they're 13 and 9 they've won three in a row and this is what he's choosing to start with. He's he is playfully talking shit to you, and now Bung, it's time for you to say something nice. I I can talk about the Sacramento Kings if you'd like. If you're feeling a little insecure about your jacket, we can okay. move on. It's okay. Um, I think that for once we won a game with our defense tonight. I feel like, and that's a really nice thing to see. Both these teams are on a back to back, and I feel like the defense we got at a Keegan Murray, Casey Akpala, and a lot of the bench unit was the reason we won kind of a sloppy game out of both these teams tonight. And that's a really exciting thing to see for once. A night where Domas only puts up 11 points, De'Aaron only puts up 11 points, Kevin Herter can't hit, he would hit three to save his life. We still found a way to win this game. So I think there's a lot of positives to take from this. Well, it, that point was so great. It's crazy how many people have already made that point tonight, right, Morgan? He just regurgitated that. Like, 
Wow. Well, I know. I wow. Do. Oh, see, what do see, I got to do? This is what happens. This is what happens. He see, said, what did come, I do? You, you come out me. You come at the guy. No, no, I didn't this say what, what did what I do. Happens. I said, what do I got to do? What do I got to do? I'll tell you to this. To not get. Bung, you got you got to you got to um, either not come out and act like you're not talking shit when you are talking shit <sighs> and like own it. Or you just, you know, come out with some positive thoughts, right? I'm talking shit at Deuce, not the Sacramento Kings. It would never happen. Deuce, do you remember when he made me thank him a couple of weeks ago? I, I mean, come on. Now. Yeah, it's have man, have manners. That's what you do in life, okay? <laughs> you thank someone, have manners. Bung, uh, I, all right, I, I've I, learned a lesson, I guess. I appreciate you, man. We'll see you soon, all right? All right. Bye, Bung. Um, bye, Bung. And if he's really upset. But he's I went, not upset. If he is sad that I, I went at him. He's not sad. There is not one ounce of me that feels bad. I don't think he cares. I don't think he cares. Can I talk about something personal for a second? Yeah, what? It, it's funny what triggers me talking about something personal because Bung just brings, you know, the, it, it fuels something in me. What? What just happened? No, no. <laughs> you already know about this story. I need, you know, like I told you guys about my grandma's funeral yesterday. Here's a story. For <gasps> oh. As we wind down night chat. CJ will get to you in a second. Okay. You guys got to hear this. So, my grandma's funeral was yesterday, okay? My dad was at the funeral. I don't really have a relationship with my dad. He was pretty much in prison most of my life, in and out, in for a long time. We don't have a relationship. I don't need to get into that. But let's just say my grandma's house has been broken into since she's her, her passing. So... This woman shows up to my grandma's funeral, who is a woman that who lives with my dad. Okay. Clearly on drugs. Sweeker. She shows up for a few minutes and then leaves. And I, everyone's like, that was kind of weird. Like, one, I know my grandma didn't like her, shouldn't have been there. That's that's enough. I find out today that during the funeral, caught on ring camera, she shows up at my grandma's house. During my grandma's funeral, goes to my grandma's house down the street, puts like mud over the ring camera, and broke into the house. So everyone saw her leave to go literally steal from a dead woman's home. How low can you get? And by the way, I say Bung brought that out. It's not, he didn't, (laughs) hold on, let me just bring it. Hold on. Hey, Bung, real fast. Hey, Bung, are you there? Oh, yeah, I guess, yeah. Okay, just so you know, the story I was just telling, it just, you're, you brought it out of me, but it wasn't like, it's your fault. I just need you, you to know that. Oh, okay, no, that's totally fine. No, I'm, I want you to know, Deuce, like, I get it. Like, we have a good rapport, we have yeah. fun, like, no worries, man. Okay, I'm, just, okay. I'm just having a good time. Okay, yeah. all right, go to hell. All right, so anyway, so, <laughs> how low can you get? I was, no, it makes me, it makes <laughs> me so, like, you guys. Whoa, there's even there's so many more stories that like are just not even appropriate for the stream. But Deuce oh, has many. Sarge, how do you know if it was her if the camera was covered with mud? Because you could she see her covered it with mud. Yeah, because but, she's tweaking and she thought she yeah, was like being I, sly by covering I just, it. It's just so sad. It is so sad. I'm like, how low can you get? Yeah. Man. No, anyway. it's I, yeah, yeah. No, it's um. You've got an interesting. I'm just really glad that you disconnected yourself with some bad humans over there. CJ, what's up, CJ? Yo, honestly, don't know how to follow that up. That was heavy, man. (laughs) 
I just figured I've been very open about this whole process, and I, I had that story I found out today, and then Bong, you know, was firing me up, and then I realized, oh, you know what fired me up earlier? That's how I got there, just uh -huh. so you know. He fired me up in a fun way, and then that fuel went, oh, I remember what I was really fired up about today. That's how I got there. <laughs> it's okay, bro. This is a safe space. We, we could be your therapist if you need yeah. it, bro. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. I need one. Yeah, yeah. for sure. What a piece of shit, though. Yeah, yeah I know. for real. <laughs> But hey, Man. hey CJ, but what would you like about the win? Um, what I liked about the win, honestly, I like how since the Pacers game we've been clamping up and that's how we've been getting our W's mainly. Um, I think Mo, you kind of touched on it earlier how Fox has been looking different, whether it be like, you know, muscle soreness or or the bug or whatever the case may be. But um I just thought it's interesting how he hasn't been, even though he has like one of the highest you know, uh, percentages at the rim. He hasn't been attacking the rim as much. And I feel like a part of that is because he hasn't been getting calls, you know, mm -hmm. which kind of manifested itself tonight in that tech. You know, speaking of the tech, though, I thought it was funny how after the last call I've had, like, they literally, Mike Brown literally got a tech the next game. So I don't know if I'm like a, you know, I could see the future or anything like that, but. <laughs> <laughs> it's I definitely also, you. <laughs> I also, like, also said we might be a top 2015 defense and we don't need a rim protector so I, no, i'm not trying to take credit for our success so far but i just, just want to say that yeah no i mean you shouldn't take any credit for it but yeah i will give you credit <laughs> thinking like hey that's that that was a good goal wait did you say goal. something crazy too what was your other prediction about the team uh that we make the playoffs okay that's always not that crazy yeah but uh, yeah, dude, it's it's been really fun to see the defense improve, like you say. And I just hope for Fox's sake that maybe the, the next few days can help get him back. The reality, too, is if he was dealing with some nasty bug, like I think there are a lot of people who can relate to that right now. It, it's been going around. Yeah. And it sucks when you have to go to work or do work at home. Like, one, you shouldn't be going to work sick. I get all that. But if you're like trying to recover from a bug and you're like, oh, I have to go to work today. Imagine having to go play a basketball game where you're trying to do like physical. Like, no, who wants to work out when they just get over a bug or right. have a bug? No one wants to work out. It's a physical. It takes a physical so, toll on you. It's yeah, it's a mental toll on you as yeah. well. So hopefully, you know, next week he's feeling a little refreshed. I thought that he had good, more good moments tonight. It still wasn't the same, but he did attack a little more. And yeah, I I think he'll be all right. For sure. Um. Yeah. Before I go, I also wanted to say I I do want to see more Davion and Fox uh minutes together because I feel like. Mitchell brings out more of a dog from Fox too, and that's like mm -hmm. a nasty backcourt. Um, and also, one thing I wanted to ask you guys was, you know, we're looking really good right now. I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but I honestly don't know what trades we can make um, when the deadline comes up because, like, our chemistry is looking so good right now. Yeah. You know, at first I wanted HB to go, but, I mean, I would like to publicly apologize to him because he's been balling out. So, yeah. yeah. And, you know, Harrison's been known to listen. We've seen him hey. in the Twitter spaces before when we've been on. I'm sure he's so, saying I accept your apology. Um, yeah. It's going to be interesting to see where the Kings are at around that time because this front office has shown the ability to be aggressive mm -hmm. and they've also been pretty bold when you trade Tyrese Halliburton like they did, right? And get Sabonis. So I'm with you, CJ. There, You have to be careful because one, in-season trades shake up a locker room especially a one that has great vibes right now and then in addition to that that player has to try to fit in not only with the locker room but with the style of play yeah learn things 
it's not always as smooth as we think, right? Especially if it's like a really big move. Now, if it's more of a move on the fringes. Sometimes it's a move just even for like what they want the future to yeah. be like, right? Like some guys stock are high and you're going to just have to change things up. And maybe it's because of where you are in the season, where your win loss column is, and you're willing to do those type of things. But yeah, we'll, we'll just have to see. Yeah. And I'm glad you said something about HB because I, I look at what he provides this team and how many times this season where maybe the Kings are out of kind of their offensive rhythm. And he's like, okay, give me the ball and let me attack and get to the free throw line or let me get a bucket. I think Barnes has been great this year. And I think he's starting to settle into this role of, Hey, I don't need to be the guy that's like the leading score or the second leading score. I could be the guy that's benefiting from playing with yeah. the bonus and just get mine kind of in the flow of the offense. There is so much less pressure on him offensively. And now even like defensively with how the Kings are scheming things, the team defense has been really good. I think it's taken a lot of pressure off of him. For sure. And like, yet, yeah, yeah, I mean, you definitely said it like he has a very steadying presence and say we do make the playoffs. We're definitely going to need that because we have a lot of fiery young guys, but I feel like sometimes if we don't have that, like we kind of seen it in the Memphis game, we can kind of implode. So I love what HB brings and I honestly cannot see us trading him right now. So yeah, yeah let's see what happens. All right, CJ. Thanks for checking in, man. All right, y'all take care. Appreciate it. That was kind of mean of me to like go to CJ right after I told that story. I know. He's like, um, I'm so sorry that she's a piece of shit and so is your dad. God, and I'm really sorry. I know like we laugh about these things and everything, but like I think sometimes when you really think about it, just the heaviness of it, I'm really sorry that you've had piece oh, of shit. Morgan, this has been my leadership life. and parents in your life. That just um, sucks. Sometimes you laugh so you don't cry, right? I know. And also, like to be completely transparent, I am going to go to therapy at some point to kind of address some of these things dude get, because get it's, the it's right been, tools yeah yeah exactly like, because it is important my life was yeah. a little chaotic growing up and i've been able to get through it but it doesn't mean that i'm not impacted by things that have happened so i'm going to work on that yeah you know what helps though what? the kings are i gotta be honest the king's winning <laughs> it's helped me a little bit no it really, i mean if the kings were oh. bad like last year and all this stuff was going on i oh. No, it honestly, it thank you, Kings, and thank you, Kings community, NBA community. Um, it's really just made life a lot better during some of these tough times. Also, the chat bringing up maybe trade for Kevin Durant. Yeah, yeah. What would that? What would that look like? No, no way. Uh, bad news, sour gro- grapes with a fifty or five dollar donation. Hey, dude, should we resign Barnes for a hometown discount? We'll see. I mean, I think, yeah, I re-signed Barnes at the right price for sure. We'll see. It's a long, long time from now. Kenneth donates 50 bucks, not for jacket money, he says. Okay, <laughs> I appreciate that. Thanks, you guys. Uh, appreciate you guys being here so, so, so much. Make sure to spread the word. The other thing I want to encourage you guys to do, if you listen on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, drop us a review. That helps us grow. If you watch us on YouTube, subscribe. Hit the thumbs up. Spread the word about us. Let people know we go live after games. We're going to be doing a ton of NBA content. We love you guys so, so, so much, but we got to go. You all are so badass for being here. Have a wonderful rest of your night. See ya. Deuce and Mo, Deuce and Mo.
Goose and Mo. They tell you what they know. Goose and Mo. Goose and Mo. Goose and Mo. The podcast that you know. Goose and Mo. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.